Well, hey everyone, welcome to episode 325 of F-Stop, Collaborate and Listen with your host, Matt Payne. On today's episode, I welcome back David Kingham and Cody Schultz to discuss a variety of topics, including the concept of community in landscape photography, exciting changes to Nature Photographers Network, and the importance of critique to improve our photography. Also, an exciting announcement for Nature Vision Magazine. While we're on the topic of Nature Photographers Network, don't forget that listeners can take advantage of a 10% off discount on their NPN annual subscription by using the code FSTOP10. Just go to npn.link forward slash FSTOP to get started. Joining NPN has a myriad of benefits which we cover in depth in today's episode. Okay, let's get to this week's episode with David Kingham and Cody Schultz. All right, David Kingham and Cody Schultz, it's awesome to have you both back to the podcast. It's great to be back. Yeah, awesome. Welcome to you both. And for people that, um, you know, haven't heard of you guys before, we'll have you introduce yourselves. But first, maybe be cool for me to talk a little bit about kind of how you guys are related to each other. Um, So David uh, runs and owns Nature Photographers Network, and Cody Schultz is one of the writers for NPN, but also, I don't know, what's your title for NPN, Cody? You're like the writer's wrangler or something like that? (laughs) I I like that a lot better than editor. Yeah, I kind (laughs) of do uh, as much as David wants me to and then a little bit more, so. All right, we'll have to change your title to writer's wrangler. You know, I'm a fan of alliteration, so... (laughs) I like it. It works for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and of course, Cody, you have your own podcast that you do with Ben Horn called Creative Banter, which I listen to as well. So, yeah. So for people that, other than that, for people that don't know about you all, why don't you guys introduce yourselves, maybe starting with you, David? All right. Um, so I'm a professional nature photographer. Um, I've been doing it for, I don't know, 10 years or so, teaching workshops all over the American West and been traveling pretty much full time in an RV for most of that time, like seven, eight years now. I don't, can't even keep track, um, but do that with my partner, Jennifer Renwick, and we have some cats that travel with us. And yeah, I'm not good at intros, so I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> and probably one of the most humble photographers I've, I know. I'll take that. Yeah. What about for you, Cody? <laughs> yeah, probably going to be even worse than that. <laughs> I'm a, <laughs> I'm a black and white photographer and writer based out of Pennsylvania. And um, yeah, that's in- introductory as it gets. <laughs> I guess so. And I, you're... I was even worse than me. Prim- <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> and you're primarily um, medium format film? Uh, large format film photographer. Large format, yeah. right. Yep, yep. Right. So you're one of those, like, you just love punishing yourself and making things super hard yeah. on yourself and why do you think i'm on here matt <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair all right yeah, all right perfect. well i'm gonna go ahead and just kick us off with our first question and it's a, a bit of an odd question but i think it will open the door for this conversation to flow where we want it to go um i'm just curious for each of you and maybe david you can start what does community mean to you as it relates to nature and landscape photography um, well, when I think about community in the context of nature photography, um, it's all about supporting one another. So it's kind of interesting to see how the concept of community has evolved over time. In the past, in like small towns, like you get these close-knit neighborhoods, um, everyone was there to like lend a hand and support each other. And I think like with the shift towards big cities and like our really busy lives, that sense of community has kind of faded away. And like with the advent of social media, um, this had really positive and negative impacts on the idea of community. Um, So before the rise of platforms like Facebook and Instagram, there were all these little niche websites that catered to these really specific interests. And, you know, they allowed these communities to form and flourish online. And this is actually how NPN was started way back in 99 during the earliest days of the Internet. But the the rise of social media also brought about some big challenges. Um, It connected us to this vast number of people, um, but in ways that was really undermined by the depth of our connections. And it exposed us to all these 
people's other political and religious views, which, you know, were previously like private matters that, you know, would only be brought up during <laughs> like family get togethers and stuff. Um, and it's, it's become really hard to look past our differences and truly like understand one another. And it's like, we're just swimming in this toxic soup of information. And we've kind of lost the ability to bridge those gaps that seemed more manageable in the past. So to me, community is all about rekindling that spirit of like support and com camaraderie within the nature of photography world. So it's about coming together and appreciating that shared passion and kind of looking past our differences and create this really positive and inclusive space with where everyone can really thrive. I love that. And, you know, my experience having belonged to a community of other photographers is that, uh, and if I think this is especially needed today now more than ever, is that, you know, most of the people that I hang out with in photography aren't totally like-minded as me. You know, like my best photography friend is conservative and voted for Trump. And like, we talk about yeah. that stuff when we're on the trail together and when we're on our trips together and we get to share our thoughts on that stuff with each other in a way that's respectful and we kind of see each other's views and things like that. So I think building that community first gives you some empathy for other people that might not be completely like you. And then it helps yeah. round you out as a, you know, just a better citizen. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's pretty rare these days, Matt. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about for you, Cody? Uh, that's going to be tough to follow up with David said. I know, I know, um, I know. But no, community really, like you were saying about the, the differences there, with social media, it's so easy to see like the one-sided aspect of things and to have this anonymity behind everything. But when you have a community that's built up like what has been done with NPN and these smaller niche websites where everybody wants to support each other, you are able to have those deeper conversations with one another without having really any like animosity built into it. You don't have a ton of like trolling or anything that happens where or a lot of negativity, you'll still get that here and there because it's just the nature of dealing with people, but it's not nearly as bad as what it could be in social media's platform. So community in terms of supporting one another, in terms of learning from one another is really what is best. I think for me, at least. I love it. All right. Well, kicking us down the road a little bit further, I'm curious, uh, how do each of you see Nature Photographers Network filling this particular need for community in nature and landscape photography? And Yeah, it goes right in with that idea of helping each other learn and helping each other to grow as not only photographers, but also individuals. I mean, you go onto a platform like NPN and you post your photograph for critique and you're getting a bunch of different opinions, but you're also learning different techniques that you could use, different things that you could try. And you're able to see other people's ways of doing things in a much grander fashion. And you're also able to work together to kind of build yourself and grow yourself in that photography spectrum. I love that. And what about for you, David? Um, I think people are really craving these authentic connections with like, like-minded peoples, uh, peoples, <laughs> people who share their passion. And MPN really provides a platform where photographers can find these little niche communities and foster those me meaningful relationships. And I think another important aspect is that NPN is a private paid membership structure. And by requiring this small investment, which is less than 50 bucks a year, it creates a barrier that keeps out these trolls and spammers. And the fee is pretty modest, especially considering that the substantial investments that photographers make in their gear. Um, but it serves as a filter for those who are genuinely committed to their craft. And the community really attracts photographers who are dedicated to that growth and willing to invest their time and effort to become better artists and artisans. And kind of like what so Cody was saying is we have like a really a zero tolerance policy for negativity and toxic behavior. So we prioritize maintaining a respectful and constructive environment. So if there's a member that's consistently displaying toxic behavior, 
then we'll reach out to them, give them an opportunity to rectify the situation. But if they fail to do so, then I have no hesitation of removing them from the community. So it's a place where you can feel comfortable giving and receiving honest feedback, knowing that you're going to be treated with respect. So I'm really committed to protecting the integrity of the community and ensuring that it remains that really supportive and nurturing place. Yeah, and to your point, I mean, just yesterday, um, I had somebody who commented on an article I wrote on NPN a few months ago, and I think I rewrote my reply to them like 10 times because I wanted to not be <laughs> an, a jerk, you know, and I think they still think I'm a jerk, but like, because yeah, it's NPN, I, it's hard for you, Matt. I mean, because it's NPN, <laughs> I like took as much care as I possibly could to try to come off as nice as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so it works it works it makes people think <laughs> yeah, twice yeah. it does definitely yeah all right well so for people that haven't visited npn in a while what has changed lately this is going to be a long answer so i apologize um, <laughs> well, that's a good thing though <laughs> yeah because there's there's a lot that has changed even within the last six months so there's been some really exciting stuff you know like yeah it's been over the past year or so i've been working tirelessly to, to take NPN to new heights. And initially, when I took, first took over the site, I had to overcome a lot of technical challenges and that kind of consumed my time. But my focus now is on creating this world-class community and critique experience that is really unparalleled in the industry. And so one of the significant efforts has been um, centered around improving critiques and this work is still ongoing, but it's getting to a really good place. Uh, but we're continuously looking for new ways to improve this aspect of the site since it's like one of the hallmark uh, parts of it. Um, so a recent addition is the introduction, introduction of a new submission form, and this allows photographers to request different levels of critique. And this realization came about when I analyzed what photographers truly wanted from a critique. And I kind of discovered three distinct groups within our community. And the first group seeks like this generalized critique. And these photographers don't have a specific vision in mind. They simply want their images to be visually pleasing, visually pleasing through uh, composition, post-processing, just overall aesthetics. And this approach is completely valid because um, not everyone is aiming to create deeply meaningful work. Many photographers simply want to capture beautiful images, and that's fantastic. Um, but then the second level of critique, what we call an in-depth critique, and this was designed for photographers who have a really specific vision in mind for their photographs. And while the, the generalized critique allows for interpretation from the person providing the critique, the in-depth critique aims to offer guidance from the photographer's perspective. So the critiquer helps the photographer achieve their vision rather than imposing their own vision onto their, their photograph. So it requires the photographer um, that's posting it to engage in a self-critique and really reflect me on what they want to convey. So this level of critique is really essential for creating personally meaningful and expressive work, um, starting with studying one's own work and determining that intended message. So then our members can then provide guidance to help those photographers realize their vision. And then finally, we have another critique called initial reaction. And here, the photographer has a very specific vision and wants to see if that vision is effectively conveyed through the image alone without the critiquer being influenced by um, the accompanying story. So the photographer does provide information additional information but it is initially it's initially blurred out so it allows the critiquer to give an unbiased opinion before reading the details of the rest of the image and we've also have imp implemented a new project critique section which allows photographers to receive feedback on a series of images that fit together thematically so this is a really unique feature that sets us apart from the other platforms projects have really gained momentum as a way to tell larger stories than what a single image can achieve. So this is really inspired by like the Lenswork magazine and the works of Brooks Jensen, Cole Thompson. So I wanted to provide a space 
where our community can give and receive feedback on how a project works as a cohesive whole. So it's not solely about individual images, but also about evaluating how they work together. And like the order they should be presented in, the coherence of the color palette, among lots of other considerations. So it's a really exciting addition, and we're also for fortunate to have um, Theo Bosboom contribute his expertise. Um, he helped develop our project guidelines, and given his passion for projects, um, he had some really invaluable insights. Before you move on, I just wanted to do a quick yeah, little yeah. shameless plug, plug on that, because what's really fun about that is that the Natural Landscape Photography Awards, which I'm co-founder of, we have a very unique project submission section of our competition that we want to see more and more people use because the projects are yeah. super exciting to see. And I think it's kind of the ultimate way to showcase your photography, I think, in terms of the longevity of your work and the thought you put behind your work and things like that. And I think NPN is a really great place for people to get some initial kind of feedback on their project before perhaps submitting it to NLPA, which when this gets released, there will still be time for you to submit. So, <laughs> all right, no more commercials. Shameless plug. <laughs> I had to get that in there. Come on. <clears throat> nice job. All right, go ahead, David. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We've also created like a, a dedicated area for beginners um, so they can receive feedback on their images. And this this area is like exclusively for beginners and some experienced members that are really committed to providing a really supportive atmosphere for them. Um, and it allows beginners to engage without feeling overwhelmed by all the incredible work that's posted in the general critique section. And we also have a mentorship program in the works. Um, so we have a bunch of experienced members that have generously offered to provide one-on-one -on -one guidance for those people that would like uh, more personalized mentorship. So this will be launching soon. I just got to get the, wrap, the magazine stuff wrapped up first. That's been consuming my time totally. Um, but we're getting close to that, so that'll be really fun. So yeah, we're just really um, striving to enhance the community and the critique experience. Um, so we have all these valuable resources to really elevate the community. Yeah, and w one thing you left off that list that I've really appreciated is uh, ever since you took over MPN, you've reached out to a lot of um, photographers to have them write for you. And then you brought in Cody here to help, as we said before, wrangle those people in to kind of get them to submit <laughs> their articles in time. But also... And potentially, more importantly, and we'll get to this more later, I think what's awesome about what you've done with MPN is you actually pay those people to write those articles, and you don't just pay them, like, you know, here's $15. Like, you actually pay them what they're <laughs> worth. So I think that's really cool that you yeah. do that. Yeah, for sure. And what's that been like for you, Cody, you know, wrangling the writers and trying to orchestrate all of the different ideas that you want to get into MPN? What's that been like for you? It's been just as enjoyable as it has been difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it's so with NPN, when I initially came on to help out David with this, it was really a lot of, I didn't want to go with getting people to write just technical articles. I didn't want to turn into so many of the websites that are out there that are writing these top 10 tips for better landscape photography or any of that kind of thing. I really wanted to delve into what I'm personally more interested in reading as both a photographer and what I'm personally interested in writing. More of the inspirational and creative type articles that I really wanted to push for, and David was 100% on board with, with that, of course. With this, though, comes a big challenge of trying to get photographers who a lot of times can be caught up in thinking so technically about things to write articles that are more about their creative process, but also at the same time, not just duplicating the same, oh, well, taking your camera out and enjoying nature and, and prioritizing nature and repeating these same principles that a lot of us who prioritize nature and the creation of more what we consider art than photographs, it can be tough to kind of find that balance. So a lot of times when I'll reach out to someone, I'll have them They'll typically ask me, like, well, what are some topics that I can write about? And I'm like, 
it's tough. (laughs) So it's a very personal thing. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a very personal thing. And as I tell them, I'm like a lot of the stuff that I write about comes from the heart and from what I read and what I'm taking in. So I try to guide them, but as I said, it can be very difficult. So that's been the most challenging thing is finding different photographers who are able to write about these different topics in a creative, inspirational manner rather than technical. But I mean, I think so far we've been doing pretty well with it. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's been our goal from the beginning. And Cody's just been an awesome resource to help find, you know, people that I've never even heard of. So it's, it's, he's been a great addition. I really appreciate that. Nice. That's, I think the other thing to tag right along with that is not just relying, like I, I was able to get Simon Baxter and Thomas Heaton, Chuck Kimmerly, some, some of the bigger names that most landscape photographers are familiar with, but I didn't want to just have NPN be, oh, you go on to see these individuals. And as we'll talk more about the magazine, then I didn't want that to be the same case with that. So I try to reach out to different photographers and find photographers who may not have that bigger platform to go off of, but have just as good of ideas, just as good of concepts that they want to get across and have ranging abilities pushed out into the world and kind of give them their stage for the day, the week, whatever. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like it's really hard to find that hidden talent um, nowadays, but perhaps, and we'll talk more about this, but perhaps with some of the fallout with some of the existing media platforms, those that could shake shake out to your to y'all's advantage. Well, I wanted to get a little bit more personal on you, Cody, because I know we just talked about how amazing NPN is for image critique, and you know you're a member of NPN, and you're a, you know you're the writers wrangler, the editor of NPN, and yet and yet, <laughs> specifically relating to critiques, I recently heard you say on your very own podcast with Ben Horn in episode forty. I believe that you don't seek feedback on your own work. And I was just curious um, if you could say why that is, uh, because I personally have found critique to be one of the best ways for me to improve as a photographer. Yeah, I knew this was coming. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as you called me out on the Discord and then David and I said about doing this, I knew it was coming. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, so... In that episode, Ben and I were talking about critique and the value that we find in it. And Ben was pretty much along the lines, both of us really were along the lines of not actively seeking a lot of criticism for our photography of constructive criticism and putting our work out there for this. That for me, I very firmly believe in gaining constructive criticism. My biggest issue has just been how to go about doing that and also having the willingness to put my work out there to get feedback on it and to not have such a emotional attachment to my work that has always been a big barrier. I kind of, when I was starting off with landscape photography, I kind of went more in line with like Cole Thompson and the kind of the celibacy approach and and leaning on that and more so just I'm going to create the work that I want to create. And if other people don't like it, then so be it. And that mindset is okay. If you just want to create the work that you want to create and you don't, you don't care about any kind of commercial success or, or what other people think of your work, what other people think of you. But there also comes a time when gaining that feedback can be instrumental in your growth. And for me, I think that shift is something that I need to lean more into. And so when I said those, what I had said in that episode, like I knew I was going to get bit for it, especially from you, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) And especially, especially because of like the emails that you had sent to me before about the podcast and how the conversations that we've had, which were all great to have, but it's, it's a matter of getting over that hump of fearing that other people are going to say what I always think in the back of my head is true, that my work isn't good enough. And I think with a platform like NPN and especially what David has been working so hard on with this beginner's 
section and you'll really get to draw people in who have this fear and are willing to or more easily able to put out the work that they may not think is the best and push past that fear and it's something that as i had said to you on the discord it's something that i need to work towards and because i do believe very firmly in getting this feedback it's just a matter of getting over that hump yeah i mean having that emotional attachment to your photography is like a double-edged sword right because on one hand you feel a lot of pride and you're excited about it but on the other hand um you might miss some very glaring things that could be easily fixed to not necessarily completely change your vision or where you're going with your work but just make it a little bit better you know what i mean so i think the and I think this is where David is taking NPN. I think the the magic in critique is that it's kind of a two-way street and you don't necessarily have to take everything in that is provided to you. But, you know, when I receive critique from my friends, like sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't see that. And I'm so glad I sent that to you. And other times I'm like, no, man, I'm keeping it exactly like this because I think it looks better that way. So whatever. So, you know, you just got to be open to either sticking to your guns or, you know, building so i think it's okay yeah. what do we what do you think david yeah and i well i know like i don't seek critique as much as i used to when i started um but i find when i actually do find the time to actually post something on npn i'm usually so busy running and i can't participate as much as i'd like <laughs> right. um, but when i do i usually get great feedback that actually helps me and i it's something i was totally blind to um so i i do think it is valuable even for professionals if they can you know some of them have to get over their ego to actually post something because they they think they're everything but <laughs> <laughs> well no that's so i think that's an interesting um path for this conversation because it's i think once you reach a certain level of in your photography like you're you know you're, you're leading a lot of workshops and the you know there's a general sense that the community looks up to you for advice or you know like they're sending you your, your images or people are paying you for critique things like that then it's like you're coming out and saying someone critique me then it, it makes you almost look mm -hmm. like uh like you don't know what you're talking about and i think that's what prevents right. people from doing it is like they don't want to be perceived yeah. as not being an expert and i think that is a something right. another additional hump to get over once you reach a certain point yeah it is an unfortunate part of because npn used to have a lot of professionals you know participating a lot more um but i think it is that perception a lot more now with social media and all these people trying to make it as professional photographers and they have to keep up that image of you know they're perfect and nothing can touch them <laughs> but uh I, I think they still could have a lot to learn you know they think there's valuable insight anybody can provide so um, i would love to see those people you know be participating more yeah i don't know where i'm going with that yeah no i agree <laughs> i was just trying to <clears throat> explain why it doesn't maybe happen as much as it should yeah 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 well i think it's also like a time thing as well like i know yeah. for me it was like student teaching prevented me from participating uh in NPN as much as what I would have liked to and as much as what I had providing some critique and some responses as well when I first got started uh, with working with David. So that time aspect, especially if you're a professional photographer, you're bouncing all over the place running these workshops can be very difficult to really see the, the benefit of posting a photograph for critique and then being able to properly work with that and utilize that information that you just gained. Well, and going back to the earlier in the conversation, like community is about everyone's benefit, right? So if I post a photo up for critique and, you know, not to say that I'm some awesome photographer, but if I post something up for critique and like there's lots of really great ideas on how to make the image better, <clears throat> everyone in the community gets to benefit from that exchange of information. So um, I think that's where perhaps that's one other way of looking at it, right? So Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> well, shifting gears a, a little bit, uh, you know, I personally love contributing and responding to comments on NPN, um, mostly because it gives me a way to connect with the community in a genuine and authentic way. 
And I'm curious for each of you all, uh, what are some other ways in which NPN provides value to photographers ranging from beginners to experts? Yeah, and I, I love that you um, participate, Matt. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, contributing and responding to comments on NPA is, an NPA, NPN is a wonderful way to engage with the community and really forge these meaningful connections. So one of the most significant ways in which NPN adds value and what you were kind of talking about, Matt, is through the process of giving critiques. So while it's fantastic to receive feedback on your images, you truly learn and grow by evaluating other people's work and discerning what works, what doesn't. And giving critiques is not limited to professionals or advanced members. Uh, we actively encourage everyone to participate. So we understand that it can be intimidating to express your opinions to the world, but every viewpoint really holds value even if it's simply stating what you appreciate about the image. And by engaging in the critique process, photographers develop a discerning eye and they really enhance their understanding of composition, post-processing techniques, aesthetics, and they expand their ability to articulate the observations and those insights. Um, and as I already mentioned, um, for beginners, we have a dedicated area that allows them to receive constructive feedback that's really tailored to their needs. Um, but also there's benefits for experienced photographers. So the community really serves as a hub for networking and connecting with like-minded individuals who share this passion for nature and landscape photography. And by interacting with other photographers and exchanging these ideas and discussions, and um, these experts can really help expand their horizons and gain inspiration and just keep up on the latest things going on and techniques, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then the project critique section, which is another valuable feature, really allows uh, photographers to receive feedback um, on these thematic series of images um, and how to create that really cohesive, impactful body of work. So this is a unique opportunity to really refine your storytelling skills and take your photography to the next level if you haven't um, done much with projects before. Um, and we also have lots of educational resources to support photographers' growth. Um, this include, includes um, like articles, webinars, um, all kinds of different stuff to help even experienced members um, to help elevate their craft too. And with the upcoming magazine launch, we'll provide a platform for showcasing really exceptional work and featuring interviews with photographers and um, all sorts of insightful articles to educate for the community. Nice. Yeah. And it's interesting, as you were talking, I was thinking about for people that are, you know, full-time professionals that may not see value in participating as often as they would like to, or at least as how much we would like them to. And I was thinking, you know, if, if you were consistently providing critique, I think that's an opportunity for you to show like that you provide value to people in that way. I was actually, I was thinking about the episode you did Cody recently with Murray Livingston, where you guys talked about mm -hmm. Murray doing some one-on-one -on -one critiques and he's been doing those YouTube videos to kind of show the community that he enjoys them, but also that he's good at them. I think NPN is another avenue in which people can take to provide the same kind of idea to the community to say, hey, I know what I'm talking about. And if you like the way that I provide this critique, you know, maybe come over here and we can do some one-on-one -on -one if you like. So I think, I mean, not that you want to turn Absolutely. NPN into like a giant commercial, but <laughs> you know what I mean? I think there is an opportunity for people to kind of demonstrate their skills in that way. Yeah. And if they're providing genuine value, I mean, that just benefits everyone that's awesome yeah anything you want to add to that cody now the other thing that we also have that i don't think david mentioned were the uh the amas that we do as well with professional yeah. photographers those are fun those are um, super fun yeah those are great resources something that i've always enjoyed because i got to see at least when i first uh, started with it and going through seeing these different photographers that i've always looked up to and being able to ask them questions without having to feel like I'm bothering them through like email or like 
bombarding them with a bunch of different questions too and then seeing what other questions other people come up with and gaining insight through that manner rather than having to kind of decipher it from an article or get personalized critique from them and hoping that you're going to get something from them so i think those are a great resource as well that we have available yeah those are yeah, those are really absolutely. great yeah well i know david is just chomping at the bit to talk about his new magazine as you know as much as david can be excited about anything but <laughs> i'm just playing with you buddy um no it's true <laughs> so i know this is gonna like a long-winded introduction to this but i think it'll set the stage nicely so you know, recently we saw the announcement of the closure of Outdoor Photographer Magazine, which was it's been around for like, I don't know, 40 years or something like that. Mm -hmm. And after seeing so many photographers um, saying that they have not been paid what they were promised for articles that they provided them, it was wild to me. Uh, the new owner of the magazine responded on a Petapixel article suggesting that if we, the community, wanted a magazine with good co good content that actually paid people to provide that content that you know we should put our money where our mouth is um obviously I, the comments i found them to be pretty rude but i also kind of saw a silver lining in there um in that he basically suggesting that if we actually do value good content that helps us grow as photographers that we should pony up some cash and to get it and so I'm curious what each of your thoughts are on that. Yeah, so the, the situation with outdoor photographer is really unfortunate. Um, and I'm kind of in the middle of it because Jennifer is owed money for an article and hasn't seen a penny of that. So uh, that really sucks. <laughs> but many of us have really fond memories of reading and subscribing to outdoor photographer. And it's really sad to witness the end of an era um, and the new editors seem to be really making efforts to restore the magazine's quality to its former glory. So, you know, the sudden demise due to the buyout and the behavior of this new owner is just all disheartening. It, it's really sad. But what the new owner was suggesting that was for photographers to pool up their money to buy outdoor photographer for $500,000. Right, right, right. Which is absurd. <laughs> especially considering their financial troubles. It's like, okay, yeah, that's ridiculous. But there is a valid point in the idea of investing in quality content. Um, so while, you know, his comments were very rude, it does highlight an important aspect of supporting artists and the organizations that provide valuable content to the community. Um, so in today's internet culture, there's this expectation that everything should be free. Um, but nothing truly is, of course. Um, when we use platforms like Facebook or Instagram or whatever, we become the product. We trade our information and our privacy, privacy um, for this seemingly free access. So at NPN, we've really taken a different approach by setting the expectations that members invest a small amount to demonstrate their dedication to the community. And this not only helps us sustain you know, quality content, uh, but also support a community and the one that's free of toxicity. And so if we truly value good content um, that aids our growth as photographers, uh, it's important to recognize that it does require resources, time and effort to curate all this. So by supporting these artists and publications um, that produce this content, we really contribute to the continued availability of these resources. So it's a way of appreciating and encouraging the creative process, really helping to ensure that this quality content remains accessible to the community. Yeah, I agree. And not not to put you on the spot, Cody, but um, I'm good at that today, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, I, I don't yeah. <laughs> remember which episode it was on your podcast where you and Ben were talking about subscriptions and like you know like how it just keeps adding up and it's like oh my god i have to mm -hmm. pay out yeah. five dollars here five dollars there five dollars there and it's like yeah. at some point you just gotta cut things out of your budget and i know like especially right now with the war in ukraine and the uncertainty of the economy and like i don't know at the time of this recording we still haven't got a federal budget that's gonna prevent us from falling off the debt cliff right so like everyone's freaking out about you know how much money they have in their bank account but at the same time you know i think if 
if we value content that enhances our experience and you know gives us information and educates us i think we should be paying for it if we can and i know not everyone's in a financial position to, to pay but i'm curious cody as someone who's kind of paid when you can and sometimes you don't like what's your kind of what's your thinking is that as someone who's a little bit newer to the scene i think there is a a certain level of a mix, especially with a platform like NPN, that you can have when it comes to free versus paid content. So something that we've been doing is, especially with the articles, is locking down certain articles behind a paywall, which I know it's a major pain. I always hate going onto an article and it's locked and it's all right. But it's a way for us to ensure that certain value is met with a platform like what we're doing, uh, while also providing a certain amount of free content to those individuals to kind of roll everything in, entice them to actually join and say, here's what we have to offer, and now it's up to you whether you want to pay for something or not. As the world is going more towards a subscription culture, it's going to ultimately become one of those things of you just have to prioritize what you want and when you want it. If you feel as though you are able to get a large amount of value from one thing over another, then obviously you're going to have to pull that money and just sacrifice not having that other thing. It's, it's unfortunate how it's going, but it's also built out of necessity because if we want to be paying these photographers for their time, for their articles, and be paying them well for everything and not just pennies to the dollar, then we need to be making money as well. And we are coming at a crossroads where we can either be doing that through splattering the website with advertisements and like what Facebook and Instagram are doing, or we can ask our members to pay a little bit and they'll get hopefully what they see as a lot of value from it. I'm curious yeah. for you, Cody, when you're evaluating value, what does that look like for you in terms of subscription services like NPN? I can go more towards speaking on when it comes to like TV shows, like the TV subscriptions, sure. kind of parallel with that. Yeah. So if I find that it's a month or so, a month or two goes by, and I'm just not using it very often, I'll use it maybe once or twice a month, then more than likely it's not providing me the right amount of value. So when it comes to something like NPN, it's all going to depend on really what it comes down to is however much you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. So with a platform where you are, if I'm just going on for the articles, well, 50 bucks a month or 50 bucks a year rather for articles could be quite a lot to pay it depending on your budget. Maybe for some it's right. Maybe for others it's not. But if you're instead going on and you're reading the articles and you're reading through the AMAs and you're taking in the webinars and you're participating in the critique form, that's a very small price to pay for something as valuable as what's been created. So for me, it's a matter of how much I am going to be able to put in and also get out of it that kind of determines the value of it. It's interesting how photographers will spend thousands of dollars on a lens but they're not willing to spend $50 over a year to help imp actually improve their photography. Um, so it is, it, it is all about that investment. Like they, like Cody was saying, if you invest your time into this, it's really going to help you grow as a photographer, a heck of a lot more than buying a new lens. <laughs> so, and also we do have a scholarship program. Um, it was kind of more in the background before, but, making it a little bit more, bit more prominent now. So if you don't have the financial means, um, we do offer some programs to, to help you because we really want to make it accessible to everyone. Just speaking for myself, um, when I think about my own spending habits in photography, I, I truly do try to honor that commitment to community. Like I support Guy Tal on Patreon. I support another podcast on Patreon. Um, I buy other people's books like I have a book collection and I try to buy people's books if I think it sounds like something I'd be interested in or things like that so you know like I see myself as a member of this community and I benefit from people investing in me and then at the same time I feel like I should be investing in other people as well because 
a high tide rises all ships, as they say. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't see ourselves in competition with anyone. I think we're all working together to get to the same common goal. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of value, what value, if any, do you think that a magazine can provide to photographers at all levels? Oh, there's none. none. All right. No, well, this, that concludes. <laughs> the, skip next question. That concludes the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe that a magazine can offer significant value to photographers at all levels. And while the in- internet provides like this vast amount of information and resources, a magazine really sever- serves as a curated source of higher quality content. And one of the key values that a magazine can provide is a focus on a certain subject. And in our case at NPN, we have made this deliberate choice to prioritize helping our readers find and nurture their creative vision. So while information about gear is readily available across the internet, uh, it can be more challenging to find really reliable and insightful content that guides photographers in exploring their creativity and developing that artistic vision. So by focusing on this aspect, a magazine can provide this really unique value proposition that helps photographers of all levels tap into their creative potential. Um, And this curated content allows for like a more focused and immersive experience. So we wrap really carefully selected articles, features, interviews, and um, images that are really thoughtfully organized and presented. Um, So this ensures that the content is really relevant and engaging and inspiring um, and can help people, you know, discover new ideas and find inspiration from all these talented photographers. And it also really provides a different experience than social media or blogs. So when you're flipping through the pages, you know, even though it's a PDF, um, you do take more time to savor those images and um, really absorb that written content. So it's it's a different kind of engagement than when you're looking at something on Facebook or whatever. And we also are trying to foster more sense of community even through this, you know, so you, people can discover um, stories of fellow photographers and gain insights, different perspectives. So this kind of inspires this connection and camaraderie through our peers' experiences. So. Um, yeah, that kind of gives me an idea. Yeah. What about from you, Cody? <laughs> yeah. Like David was saying, it's, it's a matter of if you're flipping through even an online magazine, it, there's a focus to it that you don't get when you're just scrolling through the internet or through social media. And I think that focus can be a really great thing to have. I mean, I look at my, one of the bookmark groups that I have on my browser is about 50 different articles from various websites that I would love to get to at some point, but it's a matter of putting the time to work through each of those different websites and it's constantly being collecting more. Whereas if you have a online magazine or a physical print magazine, it's so much easier to dedicate that time where, okay, I'm going to sit through this and I'm going to soak in everything and I'm going to be slow and I'm going to be deliberate with it. And it's such a change of pace compared to that fast culture that we have found ourselves uh, inundated with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I subscribe to on landscape and elements. And I think what I like about the magazine format is that, you know, you can sit down and get through it in probably 20, 30 minutes if you really wanted to, maybe, maybe 45, depending on how long the articles are. But, you know, it's, it doesn't take that much time to get through it. And, I can guarantee almost every single time I read through one of those, I'm going to pick up something that's interesting or that I that I enjoyed or that I can build into my own thinking or c- create a conversation point here on a podcast. I mean, it's, you know, the possibilities are endless. <laughs> so, yeah. So now that there's this large void to be filled from the exit of Outdoor Photographer magazine, tell us about your plans to launch your own magazine, Nature Vision magazine. Uh, what is it, and what do you hope to accomplish with it? Yeah, so um, it's our upcoming digital magazine um, that will be releasing quarterly. Our first first issue is coming out on June 28th, um, so I think this will be released after that date. But uh, 
So it'll be out when this is out. And our aim is really to create something unique and distinctive that's um, you know separate from existing publications, like you just mentioned, outdoor photographer on landscape, lens work elements. And rather than viewing them as competition, we see ourselves as kind of this collective effort to provide really diverse and valuable content to the photography community. And our primary focus with Nature Vision is, like I said, with creativity and artistic vision. So we believe that exploring and nurturing one's creative process is really an essential aspect of photography. And so our magazine is going to feature um, longer form articles that allow writers to really delve deeply into subjects and really provide insightful and thought provoking content that inspires readers to think critically about their own artistic journey. And it's also going to embrace a really wide range of subjects, um, including wildlife, abstracts, avian, macro, flora, and even nightscapes. So our goal with Nature Photography or Nature Vision magazine is to create a platform that not only showcases <clears throat> exceptional photography, but also really fosters a deeper understanding of the artistic process. So we help provi provide a source of information and education or inspiration and education, I should say, um, where photographers can learn from experienced contributors and gain insights into even different genres that they might not have um, been involved in before, really just expand their creative horizons. Mm. I like that you have different genres represented. It's not just nature or landscape. Yeah, yeah. not just landscape. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess nature encompasses everything, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cody, what's what's your role going to be in the Nature Vision magazine? Are you going to be wrangling writers? I'm going to be wrangling writers. I am doing interviews. I'm doing one of the things that we're adding into it are monograph reviews. So we'll be taking some coffee table photography books, monographs from various photographers, really, again, focusing on that idea of giving lesser-known photographers a platform to stand on and to showcase what they have to say and the beautiful work that they're creating that they may not otherwise have access to. It's uh, it's not necessarily going to be showcasing... I mean, let's be real. I could be having books, monographs from Michael Kenna and these real top-notch, well-known photographers and doing a quick 500 word review on their work and that would be fine but it's not like those Michael Kenna and those guys are not selling out of their books and so instead I think by putting a focus on individuals like TJ Thorne with his latest book Ebb and Flow and the individuals who might struggle a bit more with getting that audience and finding that platform yeah, that one. <laughs> but by giving them that platform to showcase their work is is going to be a great opportunity as well. So I'm kind of the wrangler of pretty much everything. I mean, like I said, the, the monograph reviews, the articles, uh, conducting interviews, I'll be writing editor's notes, a little bit of everything, and then eventually taking over most of the uh, workflow with it once we get everything established nice yeah. nice nice that's awesome and i also mention that like we're not going to have the same authors for articles in every single issue so it's not like you're going to see the same people every time we want to keep it really diverse and you know see perspectives from lots of different people so we're going to try to mix that up with each issue not have the same people all the time nice yeah we'll have some some repeat uh every other probably so yeah. twice a year you'll be able to get an article from this photographer and then the other half you'll get from another set of one or two different photographers who will just come on as repeat uh writers but otherwise we want to keep it as diverse and as showcasing as many different individuals as we can I love it. And, you know, you can count me in. I think I signed up for the early emails to be notified yeah. or whatever. But um, I'm really curious about some of the nuts and bolts about how this is going to work um, in terms of how it overlaps with your existing ecosystem and Nature Photographers Network. 
Like, are they going to yeah. be standalone or is there going to be some overlap in terms of membership and content? Like, how are you going to work through some of that? Yeah. So, so the magazine can be purchased separately from an NPN membership, uh, but they are designed to work together beautifully. And the most value I think is found when you participate in both. So we really believe that the magazine and NPN complement each other and it really can enhance the overall experience for the community. Um, so in the first issue of Nature Vision, um, we featured a project that was submitted by one of our NPN members in the new project critique section. And alongside that, we had Theo Bosboom, um, again, um, super renowned for projects, and he provided a critique of the project within the magazine. Um, so this kind of demonstrates how participation on NPN can provide added value through the magazine. Um, and we're also showcasing some um, NPN members' work in the abstract article. Um, and that article itself was written by Alfredo Mora, who is the moderator of our abstract category. Um, and we'll also be featuring the work of um, a selected member in each issue, um, along with an interview from them. So we're really intentionally integrating the magazine with the NPN community, ensuring that it really adds value and really complements the existing ecosystem rather than being this separate entity. So by aligning the magazine and NPN, we really wanna create this cohesive experience that reinforces that sense of community and support among our members. And that content will often feature contributions from NPN members. Um, so we're gonna leverage that talent and expertise within our community so this provides a nice platform to showcase their work, but also enables members to learn from and be inspired by their peers in addition to the contribution of all these professional photographers. That's super cool. And then in terms of kind of the nuts and bolts, so like if I'm an MPN member, do I automatically get the magazine or is that like a bolt-on or how's that gonna work? Uh, that'll be an upgrade. Okay. So if you're existing, um, you can upgrade and. Um, for just a little bit more um, and then new people can choose to be just an npm member or just the magazine or do both gotcha nice that sounds super exciting and yeah. man you're gonna add a lot of more work to your plates <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i'm crazy sometimes <laughs> yeah for sure but i mean it's but, that's what we need in this community we need I mean, I know we bash the heck out of Outdoor Photographer magazine, but outside of William Neal's column, yeah, after I was a photographer for maybe a year or two, I personally almost never found any value in it um, until maybe recently they started adding more interesting yeah. content. But like for years, it was very beginner oriented and like here's it gear was, yeah. and you know, it's just very like, why am I subscribed to this? So. Yeah, yeah. I know I canceled my membership or subscription a long time ago, but it was starting to get better. So that was that was the sad part about it. Right. Well, sounds like you're going to step in and fill some of that void. Yeah, we're going to do our best. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else you guys want to talk about in terms of the magazine or NPN that you haven't shared yet? I don't think so. Okay. Not that I can think of. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I did save one question for our Patreon supporters, so we'll dive into that after we're done but for now we'll go ahead and part ways and i just wanted to thank you both for spending the time to talk to me about npn and i'm really excited about uh nature vision magazine yeah yeah we're yeah, very excited thanks, too. awesome appreciate you having us on. of course well thank you to david and cody for a great chat on today's podcast if you want to learn more about NPN, remember that listeners get 10% off their membership by using the code FSTOP10. You can find a link to everything in the show notes. I'm personally quite excited for Nature Vision Magazine, and I think it will be a wonderful compliment to NPN. If you enjoyed our conversation, you can catch a bonus episode on Patreon where we discuss the importance of paying for the things that we value. Just go to patreon.com forward slash fstop and listen to support the show and to gain access to over 220 bonus episodes. 
Okay, that's all for now. Thanks for stopping in, collaborating with us, and listening. See you next week.